Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. We're continuing our series on mental health awareness because the month of May in America is mental health awareness. Uh, Last week we talked about suicide, and uh, this week we're going to go deeper into depression. And uh, some more statistics on this that we gathered. Uh, Do you know that 90% of those who die by suicide had a diagnosable mental health condition? And so that right there uh, just screams about the importance of getting treatment for mental health disorders with depression and anxiety and so forth. And yet statistics also show that over half people with mental health conditions don't get treatment. Yeah, and so that's that's the challenge is helping those people uh, see the benefit of treatment and staying with that, both the uh, therapy and medicine, being involved in uh, social support groups and church, uh, community, enriching activities in our lives, exercise. I mean, so many things are important we'll, that we'll be covering about in this talk, particularly as it relates to depression. But yeah, it's really important for those who are dealing with a mental health condition to get treatment. Now, here's part of the challenge because 72% of communities in the United States do not have enough mental health providers to serve the residents. That's uh, in the year 2021. Uh, that's an amazing thing. And we, we, we've seen that, Christy. Mm-hmm. We, we've talked about this with mental health providers, and uh, we, we know that this is, is the case, that there aren't enough therapists to go around to care for people who need therapy. And that is one of the reasons why in Soul Shepherding we train senior spiritual directors and senior coaches because while our people are not treating mental health disorders, they're providing care in a spiritual sense and in a relational empathetic sense that is helpful for people with mental health challenges. So someone that does not have a, a diagnosable disorder or they're, they're getting therapy, uh, they can get a lot of help from spiritual direction and coaching And sometimes people that are dealing with stress, uh, discouragement, uh, can get a lot of help from a spiritual director or coach like those that we have in our Soul Shepherding staff. Yeah, because one of the things we need when we are struggling with depression or anxiety, which they often go together, is we, we need to have someone where we can talk about what we're feeling. And it's a safe place to do so. We'll be listened to with understanding and empathy somebody who won't judge us, somebody who can kind of be in our corner for us in this fight, in this battle, and somebody who can pray for us. That's one example of how a spiritual director can be provide that. Yeah, and so depression is one of the topics that we talk about in our Soul Shepherding Institute program as we train. One of the things that we do with that program is most of the people that experience our five-day retreats uh, want to also earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction and or coaching. And so as part of that training, we we talk about depression. Now, it's not a full-on course because we're not training therapists, but to be uh, aware of the symptoms of depression, aware of the experiences of it, to learn how to have empathy for people who are are discouraged or experiencing uh, some beginning symptoms of depression can be so helpful 
to uh, grab hold of their hand so they don't don't slide down into a, a worsening depression. Well, and even just as ambassadors of Christ, which we are all called to be, we want to understand depression so that we can really be join Jesus and his love and his ministry to someone who's suffering in this way. Bill, both you and I have experienced some depression. Both you and I have been blessed by receiving care in our times of depression. I remember one time when I was struggling with some depression and I met with a spiritual director and she called it for what it was. It was helpful for me to have somebody external, somebody that I respected, somebody who knew about depression actually use that label for me. I hadn't yet accepted it because I was trying to resist that. Mm -hmm. But when she called it out for me, it it was good because it lit a fire in me to kind of say, okay, yeah. I, I need to get more help. I need to take more responsibility for this. Yeah, and so there's a, when you talk about depression, there's a spectrum, right? So let's just touch on that spectrum and and go deeper into some of the symptoms of a, of a clinical depression, uh, a mental health disorder. Uh, having depressed feelings is probably universal amongst people that at different points in time they might. Yeah, everybody feels sad. Everybody maybe gets tearful at some times or feels empty or or hopeless even for a short period of time. It's normal to have these kinds of emotions. And if we uh, have someone safe, if we have an emotionally honest prayer life, then it, it helps us to express that, to be heard, to be validated, to be comforted. And that can guard against a depression worsening. And then we all go through times of grief, mm-hmm. loss, where a loved one dies or something important in our in our lives, uh, our, our health, our, our finances, our home, our relationship, uh, a job that we really uh, enjoy. And we lose that. And so then one of the stages, uh, or better word is phases, because we go in and out of these phases of grief. But one of them is d- depressed mm-hmm. e- feelings and, and experience. There's reactive depressions that are appropriate. It's appropriate for us to feel those feelings of sadness and grief and loss and to cry about them. That's an appropriate reactive depression to something that's happened. Yeah, and in in addition to the grief and sadness as a reaction to a a loss um, or a hurt or uh, something else that's been uh, damaging in our life, uh, we we might experience symptoms of depression, but when it comes as a reaction to a trauma, a crisis, a, a grief, uh, an injury, uh, particular stress, that's a different kind of depression than say a biological depression that is v- very much rooted in our bodies. Uh, it has genetic uh, components because had a family member uh, in my family tree dealing with depression. So there's something uh, in my in my genes and my biochemistry that has me oriented that way. That that's different. A, a biological depression is different than a reactive one. A, a chronic depression, uh, and any chronic depression is going to be biological to some extent. Uh, when there is hasn't been a a precipitating circumstance of of crisis or trauma that evoke the depression, then it's a more serious depression. When it's just coming out of our personality, out of kind of the the normal flow of our life over time, then that's a more serious depression. 
Well, in, in my spirits of depression, there would have been more than one cause. There was something that I was grieving. There was a reason that I was reacting to, but there was also biological things going on hormonally and physically that were affecting the depression as well as circumstances. And then there was, in one of my depressions, there was also a spiritual time of being at the wall, like we talk about in Journey of the Soul. So there was three causes of that depression that I was experiencing. Those are potentially uh, different things, or they can all overlap, as you said. Uh, Another one is you experience postpartum depression, which is what a lot of mothers experience after they give birth to their child, and just all that you go through with that, even though it's uh, a joyful thing to hold your baby and see your baby, but you experience postpartum depression Uh, especially after our our first child was born, I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of stress, a lot of change in my life, a lot of loss, and as well as just the physical hormonal changes that were so strong and the disruption of sleep. So many different things can affect a depression and can cause it. So it can be complicated. And I think what's really important is that we don't judge ourselves which is one of the things that I struggled with when I experienced depression was self-condemnation and judgment and shame about it and not wanting anyone to know, feeling the pressure to put on a happy face, to pretend, but feeling so isolated and alone and hopeless in that. And that's something particularly that a lot of us as Christians are prone to because we get this idea that if I'm depressed, it's a lack of faith. It's somehow uh, an immature uh, discipleship to Jesus. And I, I ought to be able to just uh, think differently or just make different choices and not be depressed. And so those shaming thoughts, judgmental, condemning thoughts and feelings drive us down further into a depression. And one of the things I've experienced in my depression was depression is paralyzing. When we're depressed, it's very hard for us to help ourselves because we, we are so paralyzed by it. We're so taken out. It, we're so caught in a slog. We're, we're like in quicksand. We just are sinking down and we can't get ourselves out of it ourselves. Yeah, and Pilgrim's Progress is called the Slough of Despond. Mm-hmm. And that's um, a powerful metaphor, just getting stuck in a bog. We actually refer to that in the the coming book, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, is uh, an apt description for depression because in our book and in our use of the Enneagram, we want to differentiate between uh, a sort of a healthy grieving process that has movement towards relationality and healing and hope and then one where we're getting stuck. And depression is very much a stuck experience slogging through that slough of despond as it's a bog and it's dark and it's dreary and I'm having trouble moving. Oftentimes we're, our sleep is very disrupted. Maybe we're not getting enough sleep or we're oversleeping. And in both cases that can affect our energy as well physically and can increase some of the even physical contributors to depression as well as being a symptom of it. Or well, it's kind of confusing. Let's just talk about that in a minute because on the one hand, uh, depression makes us not want to face the day, and so we sleep more and we avoid things. But then on the other hand, because depression is is upsetting and uh, stressful, uh, irritating, uh, there's a restlessness. It can be difficult to go to sleep. So it affects 
people differently. They might have one of the one or both of those symptoms with sleep. But sleep is disordered in depression. Right. Point. Yes. And there can be other conflicting symptoms because there can be the symptoms of the the feelings of sadness, but sometimes there can be angry outbursts or frustration over small matters. Sometimes there can be lack of energy so that there's no energy for even small things. And then maybe even a loss of appetite, no motivation to eat. Or there could be intense cravings and weight gain because you're trying to do something to try to make yourself feel better. And so you're indulging, overindulging in food. Yeah, and one of the types of depression is bipolar disorder. It used to be called manic depression, but it's where there are... Um, potentially cycles of lows with depression that can go on for a long time and then maybe some uh, periods of manic behavior that is uh, where there's elation and way too much energy and uh, incredible uh, idealism and uh, thinking that's delusional about your your life and what you're going to do and what you're going to accomplish. And sometimes people have some gifts and have bursts of of productivity and accomplishing great things. But that um, manic uh, episode is actually a, a defense against the depression. And uh, so it can be confusing, but those two can live together. The, the yeah. low energy of depression and hiding out and avoiding, but then a, an excited, uh, over-optimistic, over-energetic, no-boundaries manic response. And those are the extremes mm-hmm. in, in uh, mania and depression. Also, we can experience symptoms that come out in our body with unexplained physical pain, back pain, headaches can manifest in that way. Also, really trouble concentrating, thinking, making decisions, and remembering things when we're depressed. It can be very difficult because we have that slowed thinking. And we're also usually fighting with feelings of worthlessness and guilt and fixating on past failures, blaming ourselves all that tends to increase when we're depressed. Because uh, shame and depression go together, and, um, and anxiety and depression often go together. And so these conditions are affecting our ability to think clearly and to access our insight, our intelligence, our, um, just our brain power. Uh, we're um, getting slowed down and d- disconnected there. And disconnected from God is part of that. So there's a spiritual impact of this that with any depression, like any mental health disorder, is going to impact our our faith, our ability to trust God, our ability to sense God's presence, to uh, receive God's blessings, to hear God's voice is going to be impacted by our our brains being off kilter, our personalities being out out of whack. Well, and we avoid social interaction as well as interaction with God when we're depressed. The very thing we need, mm-hmm. what we most need is, is the bonding uh, with people and with God. But when we're depressed, we tend to avoid that. And we lose interest in normal activities and things that used to bring us pleasure and joy. They don't anymore. And so therefore, the motivation tends to be gone. Yeah, I often wonder if I didn't run almost every day exercise and get all those endorphins and I've been doing that all, all my life. Uh, sometimes I've, because that's like a natural antidepressant and I wonder if I wouldn't uh, struggle more with depression than I have for many, it's been many years since I have str- str- struggled with depression and I really think that uh, just getting outside in beauty mm-hmm. and in the sunshine and getting my body moving and exercising mm-hmm. and 
all all that does for for my health and and my attitude and spiritual and spiritually because I I pray I meditate on scripture enjoy God's beauty and uh, well there's much research behind that supporting that that can actually be effective treatment and prevention for depression but there are times when there is a depression that overtakes even our ability to choose activities that will help us to manage the depression and that's why it's so important that we receive help and that we recognize that sometimes help might come in the form of receiving care and prayer and listening, but sometimes we need more help than that. Sometimes we need to even consider that there might be a biological component. Lifestyle can be, it, we, can, we can definitely look at lifestyle, we can definitely look at our emotional and spiritual side of this, but sometimes there is a physical component that needs to be addressed as well. And uh, the best way to benefit from medication for depression is in connection with uh, being in therapy. If, if you have a major depression or uh, the term for a, a chronic depression that's not acutely severe or making it so you can't function in your work and your relationships, but it's just limiting your abilities. That term is called dysthymia. That's the clinical term for a, a long-term uh, moderate or a little worse than moderate depression that you're, you're able to function, but you're, you're not your best self. And so with these kinds of depressions, you really need to talk with a therapist as it relates to, to grief or to depressed feelings or to kind of a, a lower grade depression that's not a mental health disorder. There, there's so many additional options for what can be helpful, including talking with a spiritual director uh, or coach like we have on our staff at Soul Shepherding because there's so much help that we get from receiving great empathy, someone who, who is uh, prayerfully listening to us and someone who's investing their, their energy and they're motivated to see our life improve and to see our relationship with God improve. And they're working with us on uh, considering how we might make some changes to our life, our relationships, our work, our ministry that would help us uh, be more, more fruitful and more alive. Well, so often, honey, people have been told that if they're depressed, there's something wrong with their faith life. They're, they're not trusting God enough or that, uh, professional help isn't the answer, that Jesus is the answer, or that even talking about it is a sign of weakness, that nobody really wants to hear about it, nobody wants to be around someone that's depressed, which isolates them and keeps them in shame again. People are told, well, just read your Bible more and believe more the the promises in Scripture, think more positive. These are the kind of things, even some people are told that to take medication would be sinful and not a lack of faith. And that is so not true. I thank God for uh, medical science and that we have so many medicines for many different physical uh, disorders and conditions, uh, including depression, uh, which as we said, uh, is connections to our biology. So uh, God has provided these nutrients uh, from the earth uh, and in the discoveries of science that have enabled us to put together medicines. And so to take our medicine with prayer uh, and to uh, use the benefit that we get from the medicine to do some relational and spiritual work 
like mm-hmm. with a therapist or with a spiritual director or, or in my small group, in my discipleship program, so that I'm developing new skills for how I'm living, mm-hmm. uh, to be in a position where I'm, I'm doing a, a, a job or a service or a ministry because that, that is so important for all of us, but it's like uh, part of the treatment plan for someone with depression or any other mental health disorder is to have meaningful work because the structure of, of going to our job, interacting with people, doing something that makes a positive difference mm-hmm. for other people mm-hmm. is, is so important for our mental health. I think if for any one of us, for, for me, for you, Christy, for our, our friends listening, if, if w- suddenly you had stripped out of your life the, the meaningful work that you do, the meaningful ways that you volunteer or serve God or, or your ministry uh, in, in the church or in a nonprofit, if, if this was just stripped away from you for a long period of time, uh, we might get depressed because there's so much uh, energy and positivity and just uh, soul vitality that comes from serving God and helping people. And so that's an important part of the treatment plan for someone with depression is to, is to cause oftentimes they've drifted out of their involvements. And so to re to reengage, I'm going to say it again, depression is paralyzing, but action is curative. It's better to walk with a crutch than not walk at all. So you might need the crutch of an antidepressant for a while to get back up, mm-hmm. to get going, to take some action. You might need some help, for a while of even that to get engaged in a healthy healing relationship. I know for me, I needed to get tests to find out what was, was there any a biological component? And it was helpful for me to discover that I was anemic and anemia can contribute to depression. And I was low thyroid and hypothyroid can contribute to depression. And being able to, to then find those things out and, and take some curative steps were, was empowering and helpful for me and address some of that hopelessness and stuckness that I felt. So the thing you tell yourself, if you're listening to us and thinking, you know, I am struggling with some depression and, but I don't want to take medicine. I don't want to need that. If you could just say, well, how about trying it for a period of time and just view it as uh, giving you a boost so that while you're now on the, on the medicine and as you find the right medicine, sometimes it takes a trial and error to find the right one. But then as you're getting some benefit from the medicine, now work on your life skills and yes. your, your spiritual growth and and sow into some relationships and mm-hmm. building some new habits yes. and all the stuff that we talk about in soul shepherding with, with soul care, spiritual disciplines and healthy relationships. Work on those things and then you're building in those skills, you're building in those habits that are healthy for your soul and then when you're doing better for a period of time and you've got your life reconstructed, then you can consider going off the medicine. Now, if you've got major depression or a personality disorder, uh, bipolar disorder, uh, a, a major mental health disorder, that's a different story. Right. Then it's like, no, coming to accept that it, that this is my uh, this is my physical reality. This is the disease that I'm dealing with mm-hmm. and... It's like somebody else that has multiple sclerosis or uh, diabetes or something, and you, you take your medicine. And so major depression is like that. And you probably just need to accept with joy that this medicine is available to you for your life. And that's yes. a good thing. Yes, absolutely.
Well, we want to pray for you and your loved ones who might be uh, experiencing depression. And so, Lord, we just lift up each of our listeners and the people that they are concerned for in their family, or people in their church, people that they uh, minister to. And we just pray, oh God, that uh, even as your scripture says, the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter to the full light of day. Lord, some of us are in a darkness of depression, and it seems like that dawn is just not going to come. And so we just look for and wait for and trust you for that first gleam of dawn and pray that you would provide for for each of us and our loved ones that uh, person who uh, is, a, is a listening, compassionate presence, who is, has a gentle wisdom, be faithful, and we can walk with to help us walk with you and to, to begin to see into our own life and personality our relationships and our work, to see that first gleam of dawn and to know that as we take steps, one step in front of the other, the path can get brighter and ever brighter to the full light of day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 